0: The Justice Losers, the podcast where we discuss hows and whys of entertainment media, namely movies, TV's, and comics. I'm your host Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt. Matt, what should people do?
1: Like, subscribe, and start a fight in the comments. This is J-U-L SmackDown Raw.
0: <sighs>
1: that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no, leave. Uh, if you if you find something that you disagree with in our <laughs> show today, maybe it was my presentation of that line in particular that you found disturbing. Leave us a comment on whichever audio or video medium you're listening to this on, and uh, we'll 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 tell you you're wrong. No, I'm we'll gonna agree with it you. if it's
0: particularly that. Like I didn't like that. I'm gonna agree with it. I'm gonna.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I've got a little bit of adrenaline. Do you? Yeah. Why? Fifty three forty five. That's why.
0: Yeah. So much of an up too stressing. Oh my god. <laughs> I wasn't even watching the game and I was stressed out it was stressful i because i didn't i don't have tv <laughs> right so i was just watching the game cast but boy what a start it was when we were uh what third and 25 not great we had literally negative 15 that's what kansas does yeah <laughs> that's not an ou thing that's a kansas that was bad. yeah this isn't a wait well we, we're gonna do some sports episodes at some point because that's entertainment media
1: sure yeah um, absolutely but
0: that's not this episode
1: Matt, what you been up to? Uh, a few things. I finished the volume that had uh, Batman Ego in it. So the other big story in that volume, there's a couple of like little one-off things, but the big other big story is a four-issue arc, um, Selina Kyle's big score. Uh-huh. And it's basically, um, that's the one that you were looking at that has the very Darwin Cook art, because that's the one where he just did everything. Uh-huh. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's basically a combination heist noir story with uh, Selina Kyle as the main character. Uh-huh. Um, she's a... Uh, She's come back. She's been presumed dead, and so she kind of comes back and is laying low, and she hits up one of her old underworld contacts to um, execute this big elaborate train heist to get her some cash flow so she can get back on her feet and reestablish her identity, basically. Um, and it's, uh, you know, there's complications and wrinkles along the way, and it's uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. Um, it's, it's, I mean, the story is a heist story, but it's very much got that noir spirit to it, yeah. especially the way it ends. And I think it really, it's a... It's a good outside looking in exploration of the way Catwoman kinda is the way she is, what sets her apart from someone like Batman. Is
0: there ever a scene when she's breaking into a safe? In a house in ego. What I'm asking is if the scene in the trailer exists in the comic, is that something from the comic? Oh, no, definitely not. Because okay,
1: cool. I mean Batman Ego is literally just Batman and Bruce oh. Wayne arguing. This is the separate story that is contained in the same volume which contained that basically. I Ego see. Yeah, is basically just one long issue. I understand. You're on board. On board. You get it. I get it. Let's see. Um, uh, I've been watching a little more Reba. Um, yeah. End of season two, start of season three is really good. How so? Just like, it's got themes, man.
0: Themes. themes. Let's joke as, it get start- as it's starting to get old. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: No, like... I mean, it's it's still very much a like a early aughts sitcom. It um, you know, it it can't let the emotional tension build up too much without breaking it with a joke, and uh-huh. sometimes the, just like things are a little clunky and it's um kind of imperfect. But like, they set up the the big climax of season two is sort of a um, emotional decision for one of the characters, oh. um, and it's the sort of thing where the plot ramifications aren't going to be huge. But it's really got like emotional and character implications, and you keep thinking, okay, they're gonna build this up to it, build this up to it, and then they'll pull the rug out and they'll they'll say, oh, I just bonked the pop filter. It's
0: okay. I've been I was literally <laughs> moving my mic at that moment. <laughs>
1: um, and they they say okay, and uh, they'll they'll pull the rug out and they'll say okay, everything's okay, and it's just it all goes back to normal, and they don't. Good. They let those impacts stink, stink, not stink. Uh, they let those impacts stick and then the like the start of season 3 is all like exploring how that explodes outwards and how it changes things and it's like oh, it's really cool it's good writing and it's cool it feels authentic to the characters that they, it's good stuff cool how many seasons are there i think just 3 okay
0: so that, that's the end of season 2 beginning of season yeah. 3 so you haven't finished season 3 yet no okay well, i'm I'll also completely revert back to the uh, status quo
1: they might they haven't yet <laughs> And they've been really milking just the the change in the dynamic.
0: Did someone kill another person? Not no. Is that is that, <laughs> is that the face that I got?
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke where, like, no one in the show killed anyone, but I can't speak for the guy in my closet? I don't know. <laughs> There's something funny there, but I can't work it out right now.
0: Ah, that's the, uh... If there's a motto for the Justice Losers, it's about that. That's a, there's something funny there, but I can't figure it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Um, and then I've been reading slash watching a little bit of zombie stuff. I mean, I don't have any time to do anything, mm-hmm. but um, I watched Zombieland, finally. Oh, which did a, you watch Double Tap? No, not yet. Zombieland's a good movie. Zombieland is a legitimately good movie. I was
0: not expecting it. I remember when I watched it forever ago, I was like, this is going to be stupid, and I enjoyed it back when I was a
1: kid, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be... oh it holds up oh all right (laughs) yeah it's it's fun it comes together pretty well it's you know it's it's just likable characters yeah yeah it's good stuff
0: it does uh uh, the setup and payoff system is yeah
1: very satisfactory it does land that in in, in some very good and convincing ways yeah yeah we will talk about more how it relates to the themes of zombie media later i also finished world war z the book okay um very entertaining the book is completely different from the movie
0: Okay, what's um, the movie?
1: So, the movie's the Brad Pitt one, yeah. where he, um... All I remember is he cuts off the girl's hand. Yeah, he cuts off the girl's hand. That's all that happens in that movie, really.
0: And someone sings in a, like, a stronghold thing, and zombies pile up against the wall, and it's a mm. CGI monstrosity, and... Oh, yeah. That's when the lady gets bit in the hand. And then yes. I thought the they did a whole bunch of... Actually, no, I'm remembering a whole lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a whole thing with the... They were starting to reveal what the, like, what the zombies don't get to, like what the, kind of the way that you mm-hmm. stay away from them. But the problem is every single time it zoomed in, it, it like focused on someone that the zombies were running around. They were standing still. So I was like, Oh, they must be attracted to mo- movement. Mm-hmm. Cause like it, it just did. Like there was no indication for the first two that it, was right. like, they were diseased. So I was right. like, Oh, they, they just don't move. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they were like, oh, it's like, he thought back to the other two. It's like, how in the living hell did you know that that homeless man was diseased? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But I remember that being an issue with, I was really young. When did that movie be coming out? Uh, uh, that was like
1: 2007 out. or 2009. I watched it in the theaters. I can't have been 2007 then. um, Might have been 2009, 2010, somewhere okay. in there. Because um, even
0: at that point, I was like, Ah, oh, I understand. And then yeah. they changed it. I'm like, That is that leaves me with a bitter taste in my mouth And I don't enjoy
1: <laughs> Yeah um, But yeah So basically the movie Is like your standard The zombie outbreak starts And it's the The lone hero Trying to figure out What's going on And mm-hmm. get people safe And find out a solution To the problem yeah.
0: And he happens to, Yeah he Well okay People often Shit on movies like this mm-hmm. Where they're like Oh it happens to be The guy with are following It's like no. No, the guy we're following is the one that ended up yeah, solving it. There's like,
1: going to be someone that tries to solve it. Why we're not going to tell a story about someone that like
0: that just is along yeah. for the ride yeah. and dies halfway through. <laughs> like we're not going to follow the guy that is the sac- like essentially the the cinematic sacrificial lamb early on in the movie to show us what the zombies do.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um so the book is completely different. It's uh written the the conceit the framing device is that it's the notes of a journalist um who was tasked several years after the zombie outbreak has been contained, with recapping um, the history. And so he writes like an official report for the UN, and it's got a whole bunch of data and statistics. But they make him cut out all the like human interest stories and stuff. Cool. So this is all the human interest stories. It's like the the subtitle is the oral history of the zombie war. Uh huh. And so he just goes around and he talks to all these people that were on the ground in the different stages of the the outbreak, cool. and then the people getting pushed back, and then the people building a strategy and coming and fighting back. And it's mm. It's really cool. It's um, it's much more disparate. You get a bunch of different perspectives on things, which I think um, helps it build up some of its thematic directions. And, yeah. um, just... I like
0: ways that books will interestingly tell a story. Instead yeah. of it just being like, well, I mean, I'm per- uh, particularly interested right now in that because it seems uh, in the same vein as Dracula, mm-hmm. where it's excerpts from journals of all these people who have, uh, who have been affected all uh, these like six people who were right. very involved in the uh what dracula did um right and like letters between each other and mm-hmm. like newspaper clippings and stuff like that it's literally like somewhat like essentially Bram stoker took like t- got all of this information all these first uh or primary sources and yeah. just Put them in a, a scrapbook, yeah, and told the story through that stuff. And,
1: yeah, it's a lot of what World War D- Z does, and it's very World War D. World War D. Ooh, don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was gonna ignore the joke. <laughs> it's um. Yeah, no. It's it's very it's it's tactical. It's like it's thinking about how you actually fight zombies. And it's
0: where did they? Where did the movie stem from? And from the book, is there? Is it based on kind of like one of the people that he talked to, or is it just nope in name only?
1: Pretty much in name only. There are a couple of very loose ideas.
0: I'm assuming you watched the movie before reading it, so you would...
1: I've seen the movie twice, I think. Once in theaters and once a few years later. Um, Not recently, but... Enough that I remember it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, there's like a couple, there's like a throwaway line at one point, one of the Israeli higher-ups in intelligence says, you know, if there's eight people in a room and they receive a report and seven out of eight of them say this is completely ridiculous, we should ignore it. It's the duty of the eighth one to convince. to, conv- to tr- treat it as a serious threat and Gosh. figure out what the situation is. That particular moment, that particular conversation is in the book. Okay, That's about it.
0: It's also just a synopsis of Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a good book. I think you'd enjoy it. I'll loan it to you at some point. Cool. Um, let's see. And then I s- obtained and read the first volume of Walking Dead comic book. Oh, yeah. Obtained. Obtained.
0: I don't like roundabout <laughs> ways of saying things like that. <laughs>
1: Acquired.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it has
1: been added to my collection. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh
0: okay that's yeah, pretty good so do you we've talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. uh, i think we've talked about it twice before but um for people who are new to this uh robert kirkman who wrote the graphic novel and it's officially over yes um so he first started he first pitched the idea to image comics as just a zombie thing and mm-hmm. image comics was like get out of here that's lame no one will read that yeah so he came back with a different pitch where it it's like hey there's zombies but like overall there's gonna be like it turns out that they're like aliens it's like an alien invasion Mm -hmm. and they're like okay we're on board write, write your first little bit so he started writing the first several issues with that like where he could point out say hey yeah look this is these are little like threads that will build to this did you see those
1: not really um, um, there's like,
0: it may have been something where like they go, where's the alien thing? He goes like, oh, this one line is going to come back. Like, yeah.
1: Like there's enough empty space about what's actually going on uh-huh. that you could say, oh yeah, aliens caused it. They planted the infection or yeah. whatever. But there's nothing that's even like an oblique reference to aliens at this gotcha. point. Well, that's um, that's
0: kind of what I figured. Like yeah. his, his plan quote unquote was to like what was going to do it like way later yeah um and then he was like haha, ha bait and switch gotcha it's actually just a zombie book and everyone loves it so now i'm Who the cares? president of image comics yeah. <laughs> which is true pretty robert much. Kirkman is now the president of image yep. comics
1: yep um yeah it's pretty good good it's uh it's a little different than the show
0: yeah and uh, like uh how far did you get in like in the show basically how far have you read in the comics the shit. like are you in the comics about halfway through the first season or something
1: um sort of some of the stuff occurs in very different order mm-hmm. and there's some plot threads that are that are yeah. very different i mean it, um, it's
0: like daryl dies really early on in the comics mm-hmm. and he's still around for season 10
1: he hasn't even appeared in the first volume okay yeah comic. well i guess people um, but, it, it's
0: like it's completely different i think yeah. it's it's similar to game of thrones where it's pretty similar for the first season Mm -hmm. second season takes a little freedoms because people like certain characters and by season three it's just taken on a life of its own yeah with just superficial uh i mean once they bring in characters like negan Mm -hmm. um they're very similar characterizations but just the way things play out yeah overall completely changes
1: yeah so yeah um yeah that's all i've been up to i think let me check my notes on uh Cool. All right, what you been up to? Aside from
0: vampire movies and vampire book, pretty yep. much, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and running a company. Yep. That is pretty much all what my 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 life is at this point is researching for the podcast and starting and running a company and yep uh, working. So uh, I think uh, we watched. My girlfriend and I watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine again mm-hmm. on the speaker uh, with my speakers. I mean, I talked about it like three, four, five episodes ago or something like that. And yep. it's just—it's a great movie. Yeah, and it's got great sound design and stuff. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend is way smarter than I ever give it credit for because I'm stupid and is able to pick up on all of the mm-hmm. nuances of the movie. Um, but she liked it much better than she liked the first one, which I was really hoping would be the case because i I do too and apparently you do too i was thinking about it more like i was always talking about how blade runner is a good movie and i think it was really just me trying to convince myself that i like it Mm -hmm. because i thought everyone else liked it i'm like there's got to be a reason that everyone likes it and i'm just like sitting there forcing myself i'm like i like this movie i like this movie and like and but like i'm just like i don't like this movie why does everyone like it so much and then i found out that no one likes it that much and i'm like oh it's
1: cult classic If if you like it you're in a cult but there are some people that are in that particular cult. cult. Right, but, but not that a one. different cult.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, no, Blade Runner is a lot uh, a lot better and I've been watching Hamilton again because look, I'm just going to say this a million times, Hamilton is the idealized version of writing that I want to only ever do. Mm-hmm. Where literally every single like you can any element of the musical is chosen for a very specific reason mm-hmm. characters have chord progressions mm-hmm. like literally anytime uh eliza is is a song centered around eliza it's a certain it's the same chord progression mm-hmm. same thing with all the characters and t- like there are specific ways that the melody has been constructed to do certain things to play certain ways mm-hmm. like it's just everything is so completely decided perfectly that that's why I like it so much. Why I like it more than like people are like, Oh yeah, it's really good. But I'm like, but it's, I don't understand. It's perfect. Like (laughs) (laughs) like, it's just, anytime I watch, I see all these videos. There's a guy who does, uh, uh, why Hamilton works or Mm -hmm. what makes Hamilton work. Um, and it, it just breaks down all of that stuff. And there's just so much all the time for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, that it's just, that's, that's what I seek to do. what, what Miranda did with that musical is what I want to do with everything I do. Um, and it's just, yeah. So yeah. I've been watching it again. I mean, as like little bits in between watching vampire movies. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, but yeah, yeah.
1: I forgot what you've been up dude. Oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, uh, state's chess cup and playing in that still for the team, Oklahoma. Huh? Um, and we had been doing rather badly. Um, and on Thursday, we played against Iowa, which was the um, only undefeated team remaining in our division so far. And we beat them. We took them down 9-7, oh, no. despite not having our best player and our third best player.
0: Are you the fourth best player? Yeah. Oh, I was. I assumed you were actually the second best player. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Good. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a last-minute substitution guy um who won three out of the four games and mm-hmm. um our board two our second best player scored three and a half out of four and um i won a couple of games and uh, that was it cool it's it good it's fun played terrible but eh, i've been playing terrible all whole time so yeah it's all right so go us news news what's news dune got pushed back
0: and because dune got pushed back batman got pushed back to march of 22
1: i don't remember the date
0: 2022 and black adam got completely just taken off despite the fact that they just i think they just cat or they offered a isis role to someone that i can't remember who it is Mm -hmm. um but yep things are getting pushed back Uh, regal has completely closed their cinemas um analysts are saying that wonder woman's going to get pushed back but there's still a chance they might not which is stupid i feel like warner brothers having pushed back two of their properties would push back one wonder- but the thing is the reason they're pushing back is because they're giving the reason they're pushing those things back one is because they want dune to make money because yeah dune is a like it looks amazing also they probably paid billions out the ass for the cast uh
1: <laughs> so it's gonna be like a 350 million dollar movie yeah, yeah.
0: um and so they need to make the money so they can't afford to put that during the pandemic. Pandemic, But they're pushing Batman back because they're giving themselves a little bit more buffer in case they need to stop production yep. a couple more times.
1: And because they had to push Dune back to Batman's date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, March 4th, 2022 is the, the Batman. Yeah.
0: So we're going to be waiting for longer for that. But Wonder Woman's done. And yeah, we're just waiting on we're it. We're just waiting on it. Patty uh, Jenkins has
1: been pushing back on releasing it on streaming, which good for her. Yep.
0: Have some dignity.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, on the contrary, on the flip side, uh, Soul got is being released on yeah Disney Plus,
1: which makes a little more sense. Yeah. It's something where it's not going to matter so much if you see it on a big screen, and it's something where you're going to just plunk the kids in front of it anyway. Yeah. So, might as well. yeah I'm excited for that one. Me too. It I like jazz. Good. I like jazz. You like jazz. You like jazz. It's
0: probably going to get cut out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all that. Things are just moving. Things are getting pushed back. Jurassic it's... World
1: Dominion got pushed back a full year to June 2022.
0: Oh, I don't care about
1: that. I do. I liked the first two. I know most people didn't, but...
0: Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Chris Pratt.
1: Yeah. I wish he'd been turned into a crisp rat by the lava.
0: That was terrible and it's not even going to be on video because this is all going
1: to, <laughs> then this is going to make it to youtube that's okay our editor can edit it out
0: yep sorry gage we're just yep.
1: making it real tough for you yep we did get a poster for jurassic world dominion
0: oh sorry rm's been talking about posters the past <laughs> week so i was just like wait what
1: yeah i went and made one and ordered it i yeah. ordered a thousand copies with the company credit card i hope that was okay we have a company credit card oh i didn't tell you i applied for and got a company credit card how <laughs> I used your social security number. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. In um, news. Oh, uh, some more depressing news. Eddie Van Halen died. Yeah. Um,
0: that's sad. Yeah. You don't really listen to rock.
1: Not in the slightest.
0: I'm not a huge Van Halen fan either, but it's always sad when like an icon like that goes.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a big um it's major cancer. he's, he's a cultural icon. Yeah. yeah cancer too. I I knew who he was. I was aware of who he was. Um, and I was aware of. Like his shtick, I guess.
0: I thought I would watch him up too, that I can actually talk about. Okay, I listened to "To Pimp a Butterfly" by uh, the album by um, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I'm not a hip hop person, but like I also genuinely appreciate like meaning and mm-hmm. stuff. And "To Pimp a Butterfly," Pimper Butterfly," "To Pimp a Butterfly" is about um, basically m- the movie industry or the music industry. Exploiting uh black artists because mm-hmm. that's the hip hop scene is like the black right. people. We got to
1: capture the urban market. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like that's kind of and it's his commentary and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a concept album and it's got jazz in it. Like he raps to jazz and okay. I was just like right. like I mentioned something because we're working or one of our clients is a hip hop artist and I was like uh, he's got three different styles of albums he's working on and uh, one of them is gonna have jazz. And I was just like, oh, man, that'd be, like, really cool to see. And then Andrew just goes, listen to listen to Pimp a Butterfly. I've been telling you this for years. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I'll go do it right now. And I went inside, put on my my good headphones, and I just listened to it. And I was like, this is really good. And it's just, mm-hmm. it, like, it's hard to completely understand because yeah. it's rap and sometimes really fast. And I just have to pull up the lyrics to understand it because that's what I want to listen to. Right. But, like, also, I'm super white. Right. Uh, so I can't sing along with it or just rap along with it. Cause there are words in that mu- in the lyrics that I cannot say and should not say I can s- physically have the ability to say them, but I should not say them. Mm-hmm. If you are white, you should not say that word. Um, but yeah, so I've been listening to that and it's actually, it's good. Yeah. Anyway. good
1: yeah, You do. Um, let's see. Uh, Patty Considine has been cast as Viserys Targaryen, not the one we know and love. Um, from game of thrones but one of the previous ones and he will presumably be the lead for house of the dragon the game of thrones prequel oh, that's still happening yeah apparently okay. uh the long night one has been canned yeah um but house of the dragon is still going um patty Considine's a good actor he's one of those british actors that like you never know his name but you recognize him and stuff mm-hmm. and he's been in a whole bunch of things like one of those just third tier british actors yeah um, He's in Girl with All the Gifts, which I saw a couple weeks ago, and he's quite good in that. I haven't seen it. I know. <laughs> you have seen him in things, though. Okay. If I pulled up a picture, you'd recognize his face. I
0: would pull it up on my phone, but my phone's right there.
1: Yep, so too bad. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be good. He's he's good at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, we got a couple of trailers. We got a trailer for the Witches remake with Anne Hathaway and Octavia Spencer. Most of the Witches what what's the witches it's a old doll book that was made into a movie in like the 90s oh kind of yeah. a um i don't know some it people paranormal from a, yeah i'm out there's <laughs> witches it's I, well i didn't I it's mean, kind like, of a it's kind of a kids movie
0: like the book trees isn't about actual trees right <laughs> so it could have just been like i don't know it could be a thing about people that thought other people were like it could be about the witch hunt it's true which would have been interesting yeah Um, I'd like to make a movie about the Harlem Harlem Witch Witch Trials. Trials. (laughs) I always mess it up, the Salem Witch Trials.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Cool. Uh, let's see. We got a music video for the No Time to Die, um, title song. Oh. Which is not the title sequence. It's like an actual music video that has some clips from the movie. Okay. Um, and then Billie Eilish singing in black and white, because... Because Eilish. And because James Bond.
0: And artsy. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, there's some new clips, as far as I can tell, but I haven't seen all the TV spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, we didn't get anything new from it. Um, and we got a full trailer for The Queen's Gambit, which I'm kind of excited for. I don't know if I'd mention this when the first teaser dropped. It's going to be a Netflix original miniseries, I believe, starring Anna Taylor-Joy as a mid-20th century chess prodigy, mm-hmm. um, who... Goes a little bit nuts, drinks a lot of alcohol, takes a lot of pills. Good. Deals with the psychoses and then plays chess. Um, I mean, that sounds like a fun story in and of itself, but I'm excited because the chess looks pretty accurate so far from what I've seen. Um, In the first teaser, I recognized a couple positions on the board. I was like, oh, this is from a famous game. And then, oh, this is from a well known opening. So it seems like they have people behind the scenes that actually know and care about what they're doing and Go taking ahead. it seriously. And it seems from what they've given us in the trailer so far that it's going to be a reasonable treatment, it probably sensationalized, but mm-hmm. just of what the chess world is like. Yeah. Um, you are
0: one of the maybe 10,000 people in the world that actually like will appreciate that
1: no i'm one of like the three million I'm people in the united like, states alone
0: but not not but they can't only just be chess players they have that's to be true. chess players that appreciate good movies <sighs> which is uh much smaller
1: yeah, there's still a lot of us
0: well yeah that's why i said like ten thousand. i didn't say four i went for maybe a number that's actually kind of maybe close to some no, small know. different degree of magnitude i not like anna taylor joy
1: she's good at stuff
0: yeah Oh, she's in that. Yeah, she's the main character. Why was she... She's cast as something in a DC movie lately, recently. Oh! Speaking... mm, Jesus Christ. Green Lantern Show. What? I mean, come on! Stop announcing things! (laughs) We just finished literally a three-episode series on all of the movies that have been announced and will probably never happen. Mm Mm-hmm. One of them is a Green Lantern movie! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I don't understand why they have to announce all these things all the damn time. Why can't they just, like, get it into production and then announce that it's under production? Like, it's... I don't tweet or post on Facebook when I'm like, hey, I have a movie, like, coming soon to a movie near you when I just have an idea. Mm-hmm. I type it up, throw it in my graveyard. I've got 30 concepts in my graveyard. But I'm not going to announce them. Because no. they're not happening yet. So, like, it's just...
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: And also, what the hell is the lineup? Like, if you're trying to sell a, mm-hmm. a, a show don't literally exclude the three that people know. Yeah. Like it's, they talk about, I mean, it's Simon Baz and uh, uh, Jessica Cruz, who are both minority mm-hmm. Green Lanterns, which are really good. And like, I think used now, but even the comics always just end up reverting uh, or reverting. Sure. Reverting back to Hal Jordan Mm -hmm. and guy gardner and kyle rayner like Mm -hmm. those are the ones that they use right they got kilowog which i mean you just can't not have kilowog yeah apparently sinestro so they're just gonna redo the 2011 one
1: as long as mark strong reprises the role i'm on board i don't care what else goes (laughs) wrong with this (laughs) yeah he
0: is he is the sinestro um but it's just like it feels like if if they're doing a movie like this where they're taking all of the minor characters They can't even do the people like me that they're advertising it to the Mm. justice of bringing in Mogo or Badge. Right. Like, give me the Squirrel Green Lantern! Please. Give me the Planet Green Lantern! (laughs) Uh. Stupid. It's stupid and I'm angry all the time. But at least it's not CW. Also, apparently uh, Swamp Thing's doing great on CW because they can't just let people who paid for DC Universe just have their own thing because no. they just threw it in and like all and Harley Quinn's already on HBO Max I already told you I canceled my DC Universe account yep. and it's gonna expire in a couple months yep it's just DC is
1: I should finish Swamp Thing as long as it still exists
0: yeah, it's, it'll be on CW it'll, no it'll show up on HBO Max oh yeah I, I okay. guarantee you yeah it will because okay. they don't have any sense of treating their fans well with nope. the exception of dropping a trailer with 25% of a movie <laughs> shot in DC fandom. DC fandom was actually like a pretty okay thing, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. But anyway.
1: Anyway. Uh Rapid Fire. Uh Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider Man three. Yep. Um Watchmen Season Two is not happening. Yep. It's not a cancellation. It is a creative decision and yeah. the HBO overarching people are like, all right, cool,
0: fine. Yeah, we looked uh I, I did we talked about that a little while ago. Um Ah, what's his name? Uh Damon Lindelof. Lindelof uh said after season one came out and he's like i'm not working on a season two like if something if i feel like is worth coming up then maybe i'll do it but i mm-hmm. mean it's probably not going to happen right which all right i yeah. wish we got more but i'm also happy that they're not season uh, game of thrones season eighting this
1: thing exactly <laughs> or true detective season two which might be more likely which is solid but it's a big tick down from the first season yeah i need to watch season three you know it is getting a sequel the lion king except it's actually a prequel probably and it's also directed by barry jenkins who directed moonlight for some reason and i think i'm having a stroke because the words i'm saying aren't making much sense i have lost all will to live <laughs> but did you have it to begin with
0: i had a little bit there was that little thread <laughs> oh damn uh,
1: all right whatever okay. What <laughs> um, is
0: it going to happen That's probably going to happen because Disney is a lot better at announcing a movie And <laughs> then actually delivering on it
1: <laughs> Okay um, And then let's see uh, I have a quote for you Uh-oh. And I'm not going to tell you who it's from Uh-oh. You have to guess who it's from Trump. After the quote uh, I've been told Quote I've been told that the Joker film wouldn't exist without my Joker story But three months after I'd written that I was disowning it It was far too violent it was Batman, for Christ's sake. It's a dry ge- guy dressed as a bat. Increasingly, I think the best version of Batman was Adam West, which didn't take it at all seriously.
0: Um. All right, so what's a violent run? Is it, uh, can you give me a hint? Is it something that happened post-2000? No. Eleanor. Yeah. Really? Yep. Because he did a uh, Killing Joke. Yes, he did. He thought... He thinks Adam West is better than killing Joe. Alan Moore, I'm I'm getting to the point where basically he should continue to writing, but he should also fuck off in the real world.
1: Dude, I have another quote from him. He gave an interview recently, Okay. which is kind of rare. Uh, Most people equate comics with superhero movies now. That adds another layer of difficulty for me. I haven't seen a superhero movie since the first Tim Burton Batman film. So, 30, Wait. 31 years?
0: He... He's saying that all the superhero movies coming out are not are they are they are comic book movies but not superhero movies.
1: He's so saying say that it again. He, most people equate comics with superhero movies. So people think of comics as being like the superhero movies they see.
0: Oh. Um and he said since the Tim Burton 90 or 89 Batman movies. Yeah
1: okay the the quote continues i haven't seen a superhero since then they have blighted cinema cinema and also blighted culture to a degree several years ago i said i thought it was a really worrying sign that hundreds and thousands of adults were queuing up to see characters that were created 50 years ago to entertain 12 year old boys that seemed to speak to some kind of longing to escape from the complexities of the modern world and go back to a nostalgic remembered childhood that seemed dangerous it was infantilizing the population
0: that's kind of the point mr moore is to we did i mean this kind of calls back to our uh movie theater experience like Mm -hmm. you go to movies to escape the troll reality that we live in yeah um and like yeah we want to go see nostalgic stuff like if you were around and reading comics in the 60s and 70s of like captain america stuff Why not, like, why can't we, they enjoy, not we, I'm not 90. Uh, Mm -hmm. Why can't they enjoy the the movie stuff? But also I kind of agree that that these are not comic book movies. Like, these aren't comic books. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that. The only, like, I just, I disagree that that's the last superhero movie. Like, I would. uh... No, he
1: just said that's the last one he's seen.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, then again, (laughs) heck off. Sorry, Gage, for the earlier <laughs> several <laughs> F-bombs. Like, who is he to draw a conclusion on something that he hasn't seen? He's Alan Moore. So? <laughs> he's a comic book guy. It's true. Like, I feel like... Not
1: anymore, though. He just He's written a movie, which is going to come out.
0: Oh, God. That's going to be a fever dream, dude.
1: It's, the trailer's a fever dream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what movie is
1: it? The show. Um, it's about a, a guy um, The description in the initial synopsis Is a frighteningly focused man Of many talents, passports, and identities He's looking for some sort of mysterious MacGuffin in England But then also when night falls There's like clowns Lots and lots of clowns For some reason How old is he? He's gotta be like 80 at this point, right? He's gotta be He's Probably 7,000 or so <laughs> Yeah, he was
0: around for like the towards the end of the uh, proto Indo-European civilization, wasn't he?
1: That would, I mean, that would explain a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's sixty-six.
0: He's sixty-six. I give him three more years and then end it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what a weird.
1: Anyway, that's that's all I've got for news. God,
0: I just it's I have never had a more contradictory opinion of a man that I'm just like he is a god of comic book writers, but he's he's a moron of a person. <laughs> Like he, I kind of understand. He always he hates all of the movie versions of his comics, which is kind of fair. Like if they don't do the comic perfect justice, then he's a perfectionist, right? Um, hell, he even like got mad at Mark Hamill <laughs> over the Killing <laughs> Joke movie. Um, but so did I. But yeah, that was a, well, it wasn't his fault. No, it's true. <laughs> no one wanted to see Batgirl and Batman have sex. <laughs>
1: I don't know the the Pornhub view count might disagree with you.
0: No, I think it'd agree with
1: me. I think pretty much <laughs> everyone's just like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, clock's ticking. Let's get to this yeah. topic.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: you start. You're in the hot seat. Oh, I gotta, I gotta do the thing. So Preston. So Matt. Uh, yep, that's how I feel. <laughs> uh, zombies.
0: Yeah, you fit, you fit along with the little not zombie guy that has is the only wicked thing that i could find that somewhat equated a
1: zombie yeah we could characterize him as a a ghoul or a animated skeleton or a lich or or a vracolacocas yes
0: Yes, that one (laughs) let's let's talk (laughs) <laughs> about that one that's the episode topic
1: is the well called rukulikas there's some interesting stuff in there uh, someone
0: argued that he's a zombie <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's some interesting stuff in there so we're talking about zombies in case zombies. you hadn't guessed from the uh
0: and the title of the
1: th- also
0: and also the announcement from the beginning of the month.
1: You're aware of things.
0: Yeah. You know is,
1: this. You've known. You're you're literate up to oh, the Oh yeah, I guess seven, now it's the content century so I can start person. looking at the camera more. Yeah. I just, I practice. That's yeah. that's my excuse to myself when I look <laughs> at the camera at the start. Anyway. 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 Uh, undead people undead. have a long history and mythologies of all sorts. Yep. You've got your Egyptian mummies coming back to life. You've mm. got your animated skeletons in a lot of like uh, Middle Ages art you know you see like the the wood cuttings and the paintings and it's a lot of skeletons walking around being all Spooky and such. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you going to end this sentence? <laughs> um, you got your revenants, so yes. Leonardo DiCaprio, for example, but then also um, like the vengeful ghost archetype.
0: Yes, and that comes back next week with my vampire episode.
1: Yeah, a little bit. There's some very interesting intersections between vampires and zombies. There's some actually. interesting
0: intersections between pretty much vampires and all of the other themes we've had, yeah. which makes me think we should probably put vampires at the end to wrap it all up. But we've already dedicated our our episode
1: yep. order. It's good. It'll give me more time to actually prepare for the the fourth one, the slashers. Yep. Um, the so the, the concept of the revenant is it's a like it's a creature that comes back and walks around and looks for food and sometimes it eats people and sometimes it just squishes them. There's a weird through line of like the the revenant or the undead corpse or the zombie or whatever killing people by like squishing them, like. Laying on top of them and flattening them.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Well, isn't it like, part about. of the revenant characteriz uh, characterization that it's like it it it's kind of cursed to live for some reason that it needs to find the person? It's like getting revenge on something.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Uh, um, also a card called Draugr in Draugr, Norse, yeah, Norse mythology. Yeah, those are in Skyrim. Oh, also living okay. skeletons. That makes a lot
0: of sense. Ghosts um, and zombies um, and ghouls. They're
1: also all in D&D. Yeah. There's the, the Jiangxi in um, Chinese mythology. Mm-hmm. Similar similar take. Um, the Lich, which is a bit more of a modern conception of the undead in um, like D&D and uh, World of Warcraft and stuff, as mm-hmm. I understand. It's a human who has willingly taken or become undead mm-hmm. in order to magic power. Yeah. Zoom, and zoom. Basically,
0: like, they, um, they'll go about a certain uh, ritual to become a lich to get more powerful, but uh, there's a condition to it, and if they don't satisfy them, they become a demolich, lich, where they basically are cursed to be just a skeleton with severely reduced power. It's a gamble. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for that, you big nerd. That's what I'm here for. Appreciate it. Uh, there's ghouls, which is actually like the Arabic take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Uh, live in cemeteries and they eat people living and dead um there's the varkolikas which is from greek folklore but it also has uh roots in slavic folklore um the varkolak and vukod
0: i didn't hear when you said it the first time but that's a thing with uh night of the living dead no night of the yeah no no it's it's a movie from the 40s probably it's a vampire it's considered a vampire movie mm. that explain it and they're they're all greek like that's the uh. yeah it's the, the Holocaust.
1: okay yeah the Holocaust. yep and the the Vukodlak, i think i think that comes up in the hellboy books
0: maybe I'll i remember Dad's the term reading them yeah
1: um and they also all of these kind of intersect with vampires and werewolves and such um in greek folklore suspicions sus- sus- Specifically, <laughs> suspiciously, <laughs> in Greek folklore, only suspiciously. This makes me wonder what the Greeks were really up to all this. A lot t- of things,
0: probably a lot of democracy. Mm, yeah, those democrats.
1: Yeah. Um, they had the the flesh eating concept, which was sometimes a theme, um, in this undead stuff. But sometimes it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just they squish you. Yeah. Sometimes they eat you.
0: Yeah. Vampires too. Right. Well, sometimes... they
1: didn't do the squishing. Maybe not in the literal sense. We'll get into it next week. Cool. Call ahead reference. Uh, let's see. Um, the mythology is a little more fleshed out on these ones, at least, from what the Wikipedia article said. So um, it's traditionally believed to be a punishment for like a, a sacrilegious or immoral life mm-hmm. as you're cursed to come back and be hungry. The um, the origin of the word in Chinese, the Jiangxi, um, is... Greedy or gluttonous or something like mm. that, I believe. So it's kind of this unfulfillable hunger. Yeah. So like they're like this
0: it. a greedy person in life and they die and then they're yeah. cursed to be a yeah. Unsatiated. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay.
1: Um, and then there's whites. Um, which are from English. W I G
0: H Ts, not W H I T E's.
1: Right. Um, I
0: mean if we are talking about like greedy pieces of shit whites. <laughs>
1: uh so white specifically comes from english folklore um there's references to them or in some sense the word is used at least in chaucer shakespeare milton keats washington irving mm-hmm. J.R.R. R. tolkien and george rr R. martin yep the great english folklorists and the
0: great <laughs> yes george rr martin the, the legendary the mythological
1: uh so that brings us to zombies 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 uh. zombies
0: zombies zombos, zomb friends. So you done. <laughs> I've got so many more. Cause Gage will, Gage no, recognizes all those. Cause we play, uh, Nick Gage and I all play seven days to die, which is a mm. video game, which you actually, I'll actually be able to bring, uh, a lot more to this conversation mm-hmm. than you Than Like we're not a lot more. I think I will bring an element of this, con- of this conversation, uh discussion into mm-hmm. that you would not have previous you know you would not have been able to
1: experience and this is useful because i want to talk about video games at some good,
0: point. good because i've got a lot of cool <laughs> like I've, i love zombie video games mm-hmm. so much but there's a game called seven days to die that uh like i call them all those like oh, it's ah it's, it's a it's a zombo i call them friends usually it's like oh look it's a friend mm-hmm. uh and then i murder them um but yeah no all those True form. True form those are all names that i so i'm probably gonna stick with those two this time because like, okay zombos
1: cool Zombats. zombies
0: zombies
1: so the word zombie in particular so the word zombie (laughs) (laughs) so um the actual word zombie comes from uh haitian folklore
0: oh holy shit that's kind of cool which
1: itself originates in a lot of african folklore because Mm -hmm. it's mostly slaves a lot of slaves this one's going to get a little depressing. That was
0: cool and now it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. The this backstory's going to get kind of depressing. Good. <laughs> um so French uh French kind of were the ones that colonized Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um Columbus actually first landed there, which is interesting.
0: That's but, like the original landing The place, original landing place, yeah. yeah.
1: But then um it eventually became a French colony and they filled it with sugarcane plantations. Columbus sure.
0: is like, like, I I think I remember seeing this. Columbus is like trail. If you follow his first several looks like a fly trying to get out a window. <laughs> just <laughs> like just kind of hitting all these That's spots. kind of what he's, he's trying like, to do. He's is, this trying to... is this India? Is this India? Is this India? Is this
1: India? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get out of the window of the Americas and yeah. blow through and get to India. Yep. But he didn't.
0: He didn't. Instead, he just slaughtered so many native americans <laughs>
1: anyway moving on from that dark note to something more dark darker, probably darker also dark probably darker um so in haitian folklore a zombie is a dead body that has been reanimated by black magic or voodoo okay um voodoo plays a, a big role in their their superstitions and traditions
0: Voodoo, do your voodoo bitch it's from another zombie video game moving on look man i'm just trying to connect
1: are you <laughs> <laughs> my fist is going to connect with your face if you keep this up <laughs> um so it's basically it's not a like a just a, a corpse that is reanimated brainlessly it's a separation of the body and the spirit sort of um okay. and it's like the soul is broken because the soul is the the flesh and the, the spirit yeah um, and so the way this happens is when you die uh, in Haitian folklore or voodoo, you go to uh, Land Guinea, uh, the, basically heaven. It's kind of an idealized version of returning to Africa and everything is um, sort of, bring this word back, Edenic. It's uh, it's nice and it's pleasant and mm-hmm. um, it's a cool little afterlife. Edenic.
0: Like Eden. I didn't know what the word was when you said it and then Gage put up the thing and I was like, ah, it's probably it's etymology probably comes from eden right
1: naturally yes thanks gage yay i'll have to think of a good word for today um radiosination
0: It's one of my favorite words
1: it's a nice one anyway <laughs> uh so you die and you go to this heaven problem is um you have to be transported there by the voodoo god baron samedi um he's the god of the cemetery he's um a lot of sort of the voodoo imagery that we have in uh, kind of American pop culture is based on that. It's a guy in a suit with a top hat, Yeah. Um, and he's kind like of in
0: a... um, um, Princess in the Frog.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, live, very let, and die. New
0: Orleansy, like New Orleansy.
1: Yeah, like he's kind of the the stereotypical voodoo guy. And
0: that kind of, I guess, that would be a yeah. That's that's kind of Cajun. That's a mm-hmm. like African French, like. Yep. Yeah. Uh, combination yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: yep um, and if you've offended Baron Samedi uh, then you get reincarnated as a zombie and instead of being a mindless flesh-eating monster you're a mindless slave to some sort of magician that's controlling you mm-hmm. that slave theme is coming back
0: oh here's where this gets depressing oh no
1: So. as um, if it
0: wasn't already yeah <laughs>
1: the only way you can really get out of these horrifying Haitian sugar cane plantations is to kill yourself. So plantation owners don't want to see their capital decreasing. They don't want to see slaves killing themselves. And so they, the, the, a lot of the slave drivers were actual slaves themselves and some of them were voodoo priests. And so the voodoo priests were told to put the fear of zombieism into the population, into the slave population. So people wouldn't kill themselves. Oh. Yeah.
0: Jesus. Yeah. White people are the worst. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, so basically. And then this was America, right? Haiti. Oh, this was Haiti. So I guess they weren't really white. They probably were white colonists. Yeah, yeah French. So, f- oh, okay, so French assholes would take slaves and. Make them, so was it, uh were the voodoo priests, were they also slaves or were they? They were
1: also slaves, but they were kind of the promoted slave drivers. So they were like the day-to-day managers. So
0: those slaves who were probably pieces of shit themselves because mm-hmm. they were like, I'm just going to like I'm gonna step on my, my, my brethren own yeah. to get promoted to maybe just have a better bunkhouse. Yeah. If that's what you want to call it, that's a euphemism for what they were stuck in. Yep. And I'm gonna like, uh, uh, so they were if they committed suicide, they would become back as zombies. That was yeah, the...
1: that was that was what they were told the, the the idea that they were told to perpetuate. Okay, man, so love it. Yeah, so zombies are are fearful because it's this eternal repetitive. Slavery, basically. Has that Total been, loss of agency.
0: Has that been brought into media? Like, that specific element of it? Has it been told about how that was used as a fear for...
1: Not in any explicit sense. Not okay. in any mainstream zombie stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think there's some overarching points that kind of come back there. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Awesome! You can cure them. You can cure a zombie by feeding them salt. Feeding them salt? Yeah. The... Having tasty food reawakens them, basically. Yeah. So I have to feed them tasteless food.
0: Well, so... Um, I'm wondering how much salt is involved in... Like, if there's a connection. It's probably not. But you would salt your meat to keep it preserved for a long time. You To keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially something that wards off rotting meat and flesh. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that... Because it's also a thing for uh, vampires. You, yeah, yeah they can't cross a line of salt right um so i'm wondering if that had an element of that it's like oh like this is something you do to keep it fresh therefore i can use it to like it's the it's the Mm anti-rot and so i wonder if that maybe not
1: i don't know if that's the actual origin i can't i I didn't find anything to support that yeah but i it doesn't seem implausible a lot of the stuff that I was reading about, there, It's just. It has to do with the taste. Gotcha. Like you feed them. It's. It really is just a, a mockery of slavery. Is mm-hmm. the zombieism? It's. You. You get bad food, and you're a mindless drone that's under the control of some master that has power over you. And. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah.
0: Yep. Damn. Yeah. So that's what that's the modern interpretation of a zombie. That Origen.
1: is. That is where the term zombie came from. It came from that particular interpretation. Gotcha. The modern interpretation has been kind of different because it hasn't dealt with the the black magic side and the reincarnation, yeah. um, in a in a magical sense. And it's been more That's about true. it's taken more of the the flesh eating monster from some of the other cultures. Mm-hmm. So it's just mishmashing a bunch of different undeads together. Yeah. Um, and most of that, most of the the actual modern conception of what a zombie is where it's a it's a slow-moving mindless reincarnated human that eats flesh basically um that mostly traces back to night of the living dead which was a movie from 1968 directed by george romero um Mm -hmm. really great movie just on its own merits Mm -hmm. um but really kind of the first modern zombie isle of
0: the dead that's the movie I was thinking of. It's the Isle of the Living Dead or Isle of the Dead. That's the movie that I was thinking of that has the... Colopulcos. locos. Colocos. Colocos. That's what it is. Yeah. That's yep. the one that... So not Night of Living Dead. Isle right. of the Dead. Yep. Because it's on an
1: island. Yep. Now I remember. Yep. Yeah. Um So George Romero initiated basically the modern concept. There had been a couple of movies that actually did use this... um, like voodoo magic conception of a zombie um there was white zombie in the late 30s it was bella lugosi who did some um ah. horror movies you, you're aware of who he is <laughs> so aware <laughs> very uh um i think he did the original cabinet cabinet of dr caligari caligari yes okay um yeah he he did one called white zombie where a, a white woman gets zombified for nefarious purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't watch it. Didn't have time. (laughs) I watched two movies in preparation for this, but I've seen a fair share of zombie movies. Um, Yeah, and then zombies have gone through a lot of transformations over the years. A lot of the zombie media, Walking Dead, um, deals with the same, they move slow, they don't have a brain. You can um, destroy them by destroying the head or by burning them Mm -hmm. um, is another common through line. Um, and they want to eat your flesh. Yep. Um, and there've been some different interpretations in the modern world where they make the zombies fast, um, re-World War Z, 28 Days Later, um, Girl with All the Gifts, there's some where you make them. I Am Legend? Those are vampires. Shit. Yeah.
0: Do I have to go watch that movie again? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I have a list of 25 movies to watch in one week. 26! Well, twenty-seven because someone's telling me to watch Lost Boys. Mm. Anyway, that's
1: not the anyway, not the episode we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so interestingly, Night of the Living Dead is actually based on the book I Am Legend, which had come oh, out in the fifties. Okay. Um, it's kind of the same setup. It's it's more of a post-apocalyptic world. Night of the Living Dead is it's not. It's like the first night that the dead are. Living. Okay. Um, but it's the sense of lone survivors against the mindless horde. Gotcha. Um, and he basically takes that construction and runs with it. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like the way we approached this last time. Why have zombies been so popular? They're one of the most... They've been versatilely used in cinema mm-hmm. and pop culture and other medias for the past 50 years, really.
0: I Why? think when I... Uh, when I was thinking about it a little bit on the way, or past couple days, just in preparation, I think the fear comes from the fact that, like, you will die. You don't become a zombie without dying. Mm-hmm. And so the element of it is that you will die, and then it's beyond you once you're, like, there's no way you can control it. it. It's different from the fear of being a vampire and being a werewolf Mm -hmm. and we'll get to the vampire one Mm -hmm. of that looks like oh it's going to be so hard to control it Mm -hmm. if you're a zombie you don't control it you're just it's just you just Mm -hmm. murder people mindlessly at this point
1: i think it harkens back to the fear of the the loss of humanity that at the end of the day you're just a lump of meat Mm -hmm. and if you take away your humanity Mm -hmm. nothing yeah Uh, it's that almost existentialism of it Mm
0: -hmm. and i think it's uh so that's that's one of the points that i thought of and the other one is the hoarding Mm -hmm. um that it's the only of the four episodes we're talking about it's the only trope that hoards right um and that that's the thing like uh, so thinking of seven days to die seven days it's every seven days there is a blood moon hoard where it's just like once this once the sound of it's nighttime at 22 hours hits Mm -hmm. it's three hours of just nonstop zombies and it is horrifying because you run out of ammo you run out of resources Mm -hmm. if you fall god save you Mm -hmm. like because you're usually on like a tower right you fall down you're in the zombies like you just get overrun yep um with with a um vampire like you there there's like usually the one that you can try to outwit Mm -hmm. um or like a few mm-hmm. uh, with slashers. There's pretty much just the one right um, with werewolves. It's, it couldn't be, a, it can be a few, it can be a pack, but also those are very strictly limited to a certain, ama- a certain time. Right. Um, and so with zombies, it's all the time and a lot of them. Yeah. And I think it's, it's that, that fear of just an in, uh, un- unstoppable force. Right of a horde of zombies
1: yeah and it's it's a different sort of animalistic fear i mean we talked last week about werewolves and it's a fear of like the monster stalking you and eating Mm -hmm. you this one it's like the fear of just being overrun and overcome by things that are out of your control
0: yeah and and it's uh like the turning element where uh so with werewolves, the whole thing was that if you got attacked by a werewolf but survived, you're turned into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. But the ultimate point, the ultimate goal of the werewolf attacking you is to eat you and kill you. Right. So like if you get attacked by a werewolf, you just die, mm-hmm. or you get turned into a werewolf. With mm-hmm. a zombie, the end is becoming a like you. If you get attacked at all, mm-hmm. you're gonna get turned into a zombie because it will. Well, at least today's idea of it being yeah. a disease, it will corrupt you and turn you at some point mm-hmm. to where your brain turns off like the first Mm -hmm. season of uh walking dead does a really good job of that in the last episode yeah where you see what happens with the brain Mm -hmm. and you just get bit and you're done like and god forbid you get like eaten like your stomach out then you're now just this zombie that's incapacitated but a zombie yep um and it's that that like there is no way to stop it once it's
1: Mm -hmm. shown up yeah interesting that you mentioned the the disease point of it because that's a relatively new idea mm-hmm. i mean partly because we didn't know what diseases were until like 200 years ago yeah and well we knew what diseases were we didn't really know how they operated yeah
0: it wasn't a like a bubonic plague when was the bubonic plague 1300s I, 1300s i never remember I, I i keep wanting to put 13 15 18 like i never know
1: mid 14th century spanish
0: flu was 18 1820 right
1: 1920, 1920.
0: what was 1820 Cause there's the trend of like the past 300 years, like at the 20 year, there's a mm-hmm. pandemic. I don't remember. Um, but yeah. So like the, I think maybe bubonic plague inspired some, what were the European examples? Like the kind of like the Western European, uh, uh the,
1: the whites and the, the undead skeletons even.
0: I wonder if that like maybe kind of fed into it a little bit to where it, because of the bubonic plague, like there became, it, it didn't, get immediately brought into the, uh, mm-hmm. into the lore, but it was something that kind of simmered in the sub the human subconscious. Yeah. And then maybe like in the 1800s or like 1900, like 1920 with the Spanish flu, where it was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, diseases. And then someone was like, Oh, Hey, people are afraid of giant, like civilization, ruining pandemics.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: just chucking in with the zombies.
1: Except it still took more than 50 years to take hold. That's true, yeah. Because Night of the Living Dead is not about diseases. Mm-hmm. It's also not about zombies. They're actually referred to as ghouls in the movie. Um, late, uh, a lot of reviewers and people writing about the movie called them zombies. Um, and Romero later referred to them as zombies. And in the, the follow-up, the um, Dawn of the Living Dead, uh, they are referred to, I believe, once as zombies okay. in the movie. Which, that movie is not available on streaming anywhere. Yeah, I'm noticing that Which with some weird. of
0: mine. Like, you can't even, like, rent it on Amazon. No. Nah. Yeah, some of those... There's a couple of mine that are just, like, unavailable. Yeah. It's fun.
1: It's a shame. Yep. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so this disease idea started coming around a little later. Um, I mean, the I Am Legend mm-hmm. Omega Man story deals with it as more of a disease. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really start taking hold until some of the really more recent zombie movies. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting that one of the not the underlying, but one of the underlying emotions and sensations associated with zombies has become disgust mm-hmm. instead of fear. That's something you don't see with a lot of other horror movie monsters or yeah, creatures or with anything.
0: Werewolves, it's uh, there's the it's the beast. It's the feel. It's just the 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 fear of just the wild. Yeah. Uh, with um, with vampires, we'll get into a little bit. It's the the fear of corruption of like erotic there's the erotic mm-hmm. element and like and typically zombies are not very like there's like the tiny little elements like the the gross fingernails the cold skin mm-hmm. um but overall they just look
1: like humans they're more unsettling yeah than, and zombies i mean the original night of the living dead was panned by critics when it came out for being just too gory yeah because i mean at that point they didn't really have a movie rating system in place and they mm-hmm. just ch- ch- kind of build it as a normal horror movie which mid-60s horror movie is not going to be Anything too crazy. Yeah. And then movie comes out and you have like eight year old kids watching women's arms getting gnawed on. There's a, (laughs) I remember a particular scene. I haven't seen this movie in 20 or 10 years, Mm -hmm. but I remember very vividly. There's a scene where they're going to try to escape. They're trapped in a farmhouse. There's like a small group and they're going to try to escape. They're going to hop in a truck and drive away. They hop in the truck and they try to drive away. And the truck like crashes into a tree and there's an explosion because they've got like some gas or something. Uh Um and it cuts to just like a moment later, there's a zombie just chewing on a, a removed arm. Wobbly. It's great. It's good <laughs> stuff. Uh but super gory and it's supposed to be disgusting, uncomfortable. And a lot of like what the Walking Dead plays with. It's like these decomposing corpses. Yeah,
0: like walking out. Like there's a it's it's disgusting and then kind of uh like there's a melancholy to it too where that that in the first episode, Rick is walking out and he sees the zombie that has no legs and it's just mm-hmm. like this kind of like slowly like thing. Yeah. And you're just like, that used to be a person. Yeah. And now it's just this disgusting legless, like, Legolas because it had long white hair.
1: <laughs> this podcast is over.
0: <laughs> but no, like the, it's, yeah, no, it's disgusting because they're the, like the, um, you punch it in the stomach and it just doesn't stop moving. But now your hand is inside just decomposing flesh. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it deals, it's like the interpretation is always, it's a, it's a disease or it's mm-hmm. a fungus or it's something that spreads. Yeah. Um, and it's,
0: what was the one that, the the zombification is, is, is a fungus? Is that World War Z? Uh,
1: the girl with all the gifts does it. Um, uh, I know else. that there, there's a,
0: something big that I, that I... Isn't there a
1: video game that does
0: it? Maybe? It's not, because uh, the other one that I that I know of, that I have played extensively, is um, uh, Dead Island, mm-hmm. uh, where it it's, um, you're at a resort in essentially Australia, in Benoit, mm-hmm. and it, it's a plague that takes over Benoit. Uh, Benoit island and you're the just... last of
1: us that's what i was thinking of. oh
0: yeah 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 um last of us too yeah uh it's the isolation it's the fact that everything is a zombie mm-hmm. and um the, i mean video games need to do the do the trope where they give you special kinds of zombies mm-hmm. so you get uh and seven days to die there's the the first the early ones you get are the screamer that screams and it attracts other ones mm-hmm. um, there's the spider that walks on all or that crawls on all floors but jumps and can mm-hmm. crawl walls and shit um, and then at nighttime, if you play normally they can sprint like all of them sprint mm-hmm. um, and then in last of us there's like a ton of different ones there's like the one that explodes that mm-hmm. i think you can throw a knife at and it'll explode what am i thinking oh no i'm thinking of uh i'm thinking of um dead island but Mm -hmm. yeah they do all like the the interesting ones that i think are that i think you can discount when it comes to the general fear of what zombies are Mm -hmm. because that's just doing different archetypes that Mm -hmm. to make the game a little more interesting but the point is that there are these disgusting things that
1: yeah so why disgust why is that a such a motivating and enduring impulse is it just incidental to the fact that they're literally walking corpses I
0: don't know. i i think that it's uh i mean it's this is the disgust is probably the reason that it's very uh that zombies is one of the ones that have made it through uh and is used time and time again it's mm-hmm. the um each of the one the reason we chose these four because they're the ones that are very different mm-hmm. um and and bring a unique difference to it, and that's why we're talking about each one yeah um and this one i think discusses one of the disgust and the hoarding are the two that are like the very mm-hmm. distinct two zombies um
1: i think it gets back to almost the existentialism of it like i'm just a sack of meat and i could catch a disease and start rotting away mm-hmm. um even the the hoarding kind of comes back to that there's a lot of um zombies where it's kind of a metaphor for loss of individualism and mm-hmm. um like dawn of the dead they're trapped in a shopping mall and so there's a couple of classic shots of like zombies clamoring at the Mm -hmm. the closed doors out front like the you know the big glass doors Mm -hmm. and it's like looks like black friday yeah (laughs) (laughs) like legitimately does yeah um just the the lack of individuality and the um lack of agency which i think ties back to the the slave origins Mm -hmm. it's just you remove the humanity there's nothing there that's frightening.
0: Yeah, and I think it, like, the disgust... I've always been interested in the way that they use dirt and grime and, like, uh, asymmetry and clutter to just give you a feeling of unsettling. Because, like, mm-hmm. the what you think of when you think of comfort, when most people think of comfort, is, like, clean, white, pristine, like, mm-hmm. orderly and stuff like that. But then with the zombie, like... God forbid you're sitting in a mansion that's just like white, like marble floors, and it's clean, and, and then a zombie walks in, and it's just like dragging dirt and like entrails, blood, yeah, entrails and stuff all over it. And it's just that, just ignoring the fact that there is a zombie in your house, there is the unsettling of just like you're ruining what is mm-hmm. civilized and clean and stuff like that. It removes the humanity yeah. of that. That like a, a werewolf or a um, werewolf doesn't really do that because it goes out into the wild, right? A vampire would essentially kind of live in that place. Like mm-hmm. it would, like they're smart. Yeah, they're right. they're careful about it. Slashers don't give a shit. <laughs> they're just like murder. They'll slash
1: you wherever you're at. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, but I think it is just like their existence mm-hmm. dirties. Like the sound of flies buzzing. Uh, yeah, plays in my head when I think of zombies.
1: Yeah, they uh, they they take over your existing comfortable world and mm. corrupt it they yeah. overcome it and society breaks down yeah um and walking dead is really explicit about it. it's like societal commentary mm-hmm. um there's a whole introduction that kirkman wrote where he's like yeah zombies i'm not trying to write a horror book i'm trying to write a book about what happens if regular society breaks down and a new one has to kind of take its place and i um, actually i want to read the the teaser thing from the back of the book because it kind of leads me to a different point that's mm-hmm. sort of related quote how many hours are in a day when you don't spend half of them watching television when is the last time any of us really worked to get something we wanted how long has it been since any of us really needed something that we wanted the world we knew is gone the world of commerce and frivolous necessity has been replaced by a world of survival and responsibility An epidemic of apocalyptic proportions has swept the globe, causing the dead to rise and feed on the living. In a matter of months, society has crumbled. No government, no grocery stores, no mail delivery, no cable TV. In In a world ruled by the dead, we are forced to finally start living.
0: You're about to slam that down. Yep. Huh. Yeah, that's... I mean, it it it, it removes us from the complicit, uh, complacency of mm-hmm. living. Yeah. I mean, that's coming from a privileged... Of course. ...perspective, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, regardless of how privileged you might be, like, you're still going to have to be fighting. Like, it, it makes mm-hmm. you fight for more. Right. Because uh, a zombie outbreak essentially is the crumbling of society. Yeah. And you then have to then fight for everything that exists. Yeah. Everything that you
1: need. And it can... Deteriorate into almost a, um, in a hypermasculine power fantasy, like um, oh, all these uh, these weak weak people and snowflakes and all that. And then, like, I'm a survivor. I'm gonna hunt for my food and I'm gonna fight off the invading horde. Mm-hmm. And it, like, the people who think like, oh, I'd love to live in a zombie apocalypse. Just break it down to its essentials of yeah. survival, and they they want to go back to that almost Anarchist. state of nature existence not even like pure anarchists just people that want to live in a a simpler time where um i don't know in in one sense where classical masculinity works where you got to be um aggressive and um assertive and strong and Mm -hmm. stuff like that to survive and i think Zombieland actually does a really good job of parodying that Mm -hmm. by making the the main character kind of a it's crony Doofus, yeah, and then you bring in it's the a neat freak, and right, know, and then you bring in the um,
0: the toxic masculine guy who's
1: yeah, who's like the guy who was built for a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. He's he's violent and assertive and kind of a loner and survivalist kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you it's just the, the breakdown of society allows him to live his best life, but then
0: assuming he doesn't, assuming he has Twinkies with him,
1: right? But Zombie Land kind of parodies that and it, yeah. it points out that stuff like the walking dead you know it, it can tell a good story but it's also in some sense just like this could be a fantasy that's living out and rick grimes his head because he wants to you know assert his masculinity against the yeah. world and walking dead I'm not, it's, it's not actually that but yeah. um there are worse examples of of that where it's just hey i'm going to be the the hero and the the hunter and the yeah yeah so so that's the appeal of it, too. Is that, that is the appeal of it. And that's one of the reasons that zombie fiction endures. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the reasons it's popular in video games is like you're the the guy against the, the oncoming horde. You feel that sort of brutal individualism. Of yeah. It.
0: It, it, I mean, I feel like they always add, like that begs the question. Like, this is the medium that makes... The question like how would you like it's the how would you fare in a zombie apocalypse question right and it's just like i mean i'd i'm a coward so i'd probably off myself before they got to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'd keep the podcast going just update at the times make it a series of moans and grunts <laughs> we'd uh
0: we we'd keep the podcast going even like it's kind of how we did in the pandemic <laughs> just yep. like take a little break and then we'll get back to it and we'll yeah. just Make it seem like the pandemic doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, well, I would kill you so you'd reincarnate as a zombie, but I'd like chain you to the wall.
0: Oh, like they do in. Oh yeah, you... like in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, well, I was thinking uh, Walking Dead. There's a couple oh. places.
1: Yeah, there's some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But zombie comedy also exists because blood splatter. That's the fun of zombies, too. Yeah, the gratuitous gore of it all.
0: Well, I mean, all of them have like comedy like there's, yeah, there's vampire comedies. You could argue Twilight's a comedy, uh, but there's definitely slasher comedies, the scary movie, yeah like, movies um, but
1: but I think zombies uniquely lend themselves to comedies because of that because they lack bumbling of idiots. humanity. yeah, they are yeah. they're bumbling idiots, yeah. and it's the the ability to laugh at your existential fears. To laugh yeah. at the idea that deep down you're you're nothing but a bumbling idiot. Some of us it's on the it's on the surface. Our bumbling attitude. Yeah, you idiot, idiocy, idiocy, idiotude,
0: idiotude. I like idiotude, <laughs> idiotude.
1: Yeah, um, I just love a good zombie comedy. You, know, you see the, the blood zombie Yeah. Dang, I was gonna say that. Sold <laughs> from me. Welp. Yeah, but like Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Zombie land, you know just you can get creative with the way that it you kill the zombies, yeah, and it's it's entertaining, yeah,
0: all right, all right, we've of points,
1: we've kind of made some points, all right. what's our thesis?
0: Zombies are scary because they remove the humanity in in the sense of uh individualism mm-hmm. and they offer a threat. Through hoarding mm-hmm. and dirtying up your house.
1: Yeah. And you can't escape it. Something like that. Close enough. We'll call it. Shoust we? We shall. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. You can find...
0: You can stop saying Podbean because it's such a specific one. I can keep saying it. Who cares?
1: And iHeartRadio. Uh, you can find our our video uh, clips on YouTube, where we put like a a video that you can share with your friends about the um, it's like the first few minutes of the discussion, um, and so you can share it with them and start a fight in the comments on YouTube or any of those other mediums. Um, fights are fun. Fights are good. Conflict breeds tension. We're on Facebook for some reason. <laughs> We're on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod uh where we well not us anymore our social media team they've taken that away from us so disappointing we don't get pressed in rants anymore no we don't can't no,
0: we'll figure it out we'll, we'll get my
1: rants back can't call out enemy of the show rob lifel it's but it's gonna be sanitized and dumbed down for the masses nah. we're losing our identity man we're becoming zombies to the machine of corporate greed right
0: rage against the machine damn
1: we're on Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod where we post pictures. I'm going to post one on Monday on Instagram. On the
0: story.
1: On the story. Yeah. Yes. I'll have to figure out how that works. Yeah. You might have to show me. I will. Um, we're on Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. Uh, we got vampires coming up next week. Our episode's going to be all about vampires. Preston's going to explain vampires. Preston is going to explaining excruciating detail why the detail 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 Preston's going to explain in excruciating detail why the twilight series is the epitome of vampire fiction and he's going to lay it out in in all its glory he's actually written some special fan fiction that he's going to share with you
0: called 50 shades of orange
1: (laughs) uh orange not even red for like blood or something orange okay yeah okay uh yeah just losers at gmail.com um or if you want to send us an email um tell us some vampire movies that preston should watch no. i don't think he has enough yet no. uh, or if you've got some other vampire fiction or media that you'd like to share with us let us know we'll we'll check it out and then we've got slashers coming up in two weeks after that so if you want to tell me some slasher movies i should watch hit us up Really, any of those places would work, but you could make a nice long list at justiceloserspot at gmail and then we'll be able to go down that list. It'll be good. I think that that's all the things I'm supposed to have said at this point in the episode. So I'm gonna say thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Oh shit. Ha. <laughs> <laughs>